Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 72. We are going to measure the Spirit because the Scripture says that God has sent the Spirit and He gives the Spirit without measure. So we're going to measure something that is measureless. Here we go. This is from John chapter 3. I'm going to start in verse 30. It's going to get really good at verse 34. We're going to measure the spirit geographically. We're going to measure its depth. We're going to measure its history. We're going to measure its future. And then hopefully I'm going to tell you a story. Here we go. He must increase, I must decrease. This is John the Baptist speaking about Jesus. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. He bear witness to what he has seen and heard. Yet no one receives his testimony. Whoever receives his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. Whoever believes in the Son now has has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. All right, so I want to measure the Spirit. It says here that the he gives the Spirit without measure, but I have to measure it. I'm thinking of like a, literally a measuring cup with little gradations on it, and I'm going to think about geographically. How does the, the Lord give the Spirit geographically? Well, he covers the Word, and I was thinking about, well, how about if we said, all right, the Spirit is everywhere in the world, except for the country of Luxembourg, and you're planning a trip to Europe, you're going to take a train trip, uh, Eurail Pass through Europe, and you're going to say, well, God's not in, in Luxembourg in no way. He's not in Mansard. It's a lawless country. He doesn't bless marriage. He doesn't give common graces. I mean, you'd steer clear of Luxembourg because of the sort of the black hole of spiritlessness that it would be. So that's ridiculous. God gives geographically the spirit everywhere. All right. Well, how about depth? I'm thinking about the power and the intimacy that that moves individuals towards conviction and repentance and being able to say the words, yikes, I could be wrong about this. And I think that we recently studied Nicodemus and looked at, and, and Nicodemus is wrestling, well, what if God is right? And, and I have to set my seal on this, that God is true as he's revealing these new things to me, uh, it's basically God rocking people's world. And then how about history? Measuring the spirit with regards to history. What if what if God can view us as if history didn't have happen? In other words, if he forgives us, he forgives us, and it says here he can remove the wrath from us, and he will view us without blemish. Uh, what an amazing thing is that is, that God views us in a different way, as if sin didn't happen. And then how about the future? This verse says that whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. And when does that start? The, well, it starts now. Eternal life starts now. The relationship in the presence. All right, so I want to tell you the story now. Now that we've measured the Spirit geographically and in depth and in history and in future, I think the Lord says to us over and over that you are my joy. I have a a grandson who's almost three years old. He's two and 11 months. And I've said to him 
a dozen or maybe a hundred times, I say, Peter, you are my joy. <laughs> he started because he's a two-year-old. I said, Peter, are you my joy? He would say, no, I'm not your joy. <laughs> he would say this. He just refused to be my joy. And then finally, after telling him a hundred times, Peter, you're my joy. Just yesterday, he says, Baba, you're my joy. And I was thinking about this this morning. If that's not a, a, a picture of the spiritual life where the Lord says to us, hey, you guys, you knucklehead humans, you are my joy. I've given you this geographic spirit all over the world. I've given you the depth of my spirit all over the world and into the depths of your hearts. I've given you a time, my spirit in a special way historically, that I can fix your bad history and view you as if you didn't do the bad things that you did do and are doing. And then with regards to the future, I'm giving you this eternal life. So the Lord keeps telling us that over and over again in all these different ways. Hey, you people, you are my joy. You knuckleheads, you are my joy. And we rebelliously say, no, no, I'm not your joy. I'm not your joy. And then finally, the the the, the sunshine of God's spirit dawns on, on us and we realize, wait a minute, you are my joy. And I think that's a way to say, receive the Lord, believe in him, which is what John's gospel is about. We've been in John for a little while. Receive him. We set our seal upon this truth. Wait a minute, you are my joy. So we agree that God is true. And we agree that he's given his spirit without measure. So I think today we have heard enough about God to finally agree with him as he said to us a hundred times, you people, you are my joy. And now we've dissected up dissected it up in these measurements of how might God be our joy? How might he move in our spirit? How might he move in the world? How might he move against sin? How might he move about death? Didn't even talk about that today. Then how might he give us eternal life that starts not eternally, but starts now? And so we maybe turn our hearts to the Lord and say, yes, Lord, you are my joy as well. Thanks for listening.